Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and there's something different. The park is outside, but in here is the concert. Can you hear the beat of your heart? I can, through your earbuds, just like Poppy hears the ocean. It doesn't answer me, though. It is what it is. I'll just listen to a song about love. Regardless, welcome to Nowhere. Joining us today are the usual Omar Sharif, Love, and Zervago of Arabia heads, including (laughs) Kevin... Overture Jager. Oh, thank you. That's you're, nice. You're I, welcome. I begin everything. <laughs> Kimberly, our game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. You're just going to call me the concert. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with us today as a guest, you've probably seen in something. He's on House of Cards as Harry Marshall, 30 Rock as Steven Spielberger, and Marvel's The Punisher. Coming up, you can find him on the new Alan Cumming CBS show Instinct, and in the Adam Sandler, Chris Rock Netflix movie, The Week Of. Currently, he's making his Broadway debut as Avram in The Band's Visit. Let's give a big Broadway-said welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the show. Andrew Polk. Yay! Welcome. Well, hey, good to be here. <laughs> you can, are you on social media? Yeah, I mean, sort of. I'm okay. pathetically so, yes. Okay. Where can, where can we follow you if we wanted to? You could follow me Facebook. That's on the email, right? Okay. That's with the Google. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I do Facebook. <laughs> and uh, um, Instagram's still a little bit mysterious to me. Okay. And, uh, I, I have a Twitter feed, which I think I used once. Okay, great. <laughs> but uh, but it's it's there in place. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, you can follow him on those things. Um, you can follow us at Broadway, Sid. Um, but as we always start with, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Well, Kevin, can you uh, change it up a little bit for us today? Yeah. So actually, it's like, what are you eating? Because we are recording before a matinee. So uh, it's like basically kind of brunch for us. So um, <laughs> I brought some really healthy and lovely brunch Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Donuts and water. Sorry, I have don- an RX bar in my purse that I brought because I was like, I'm start- going to be good starting today. I have a granola bar. And then I walked in there with donuts, and I was like, I'll have three. <laughs> Wait a minute, it's a rainy too. day. You should have donuts. What do you have? <laughs> I have a, I have a kind bar. Yeah. yeah. Party. I have a mean bar. It's going to make fun of your bar. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> I loved it. Thank you. Um... But as we start with, usually, what have you seen this week? What have you seen this week? Have you, have you seen anything recently? recently? Have I seen anything? Uh, no. The inside of my dressing room. Oh, that's okay. nice. How's that going? It's uh, going well. I'm decorating it. Uh, it's, good. it's going well because I think it feels like we're going to be there for a while, so I tried to mm-hmm. make it good. nice. Yeah. And um, I have... It's an extended visit, you might say. The extended visit. <laughs> extended visit. It seems Fortnite. clear that... Um, I'm going to be there for a while, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to make it, no, let's get rid of stuff and let's make it nice. Is there a part of you that when you start a show that has an open-ended run, but um, you you just never know, is there a part of you that is hesitant about, like, 
making your room your own or yeah sure I mean it's funny uh, I had a conversation with a costume designer I wear a, a hideous sweater mm-hmm. it's and, lovely isn't it <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's a famous sweater in the show and um, I, I asked the costume designer Sarah Lowe where she got it she said I got it in Israel mm-hmm. in some random crappy you know strip mall oh yeah yeah and um, That's I said well what happens if you know I tear it or you know, the, the run is long, and she says, we'll see how the run goes, and if it goes well, I'll make you one. <laughs> so ever since she said that, I've been waiting. My, I guess my definition of a hit show was when this costume designer came back and said, hey, guess what? I made you a new sweater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like two weeks ago, she's like, we're making you a sweater. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so that's the only thing I paid attention to, not to box office returns. Just like, am I going to get another sweater? Yeah. But see, now it's going to be weird for all your other contracts where like your writer includes, bless me, made a sweater. Okay. where you would purchase that fabric in order to make that sweater. It's like a very special um, Negev desert sweater that you would only find in the 90s, I think. And so in I, Israel. It's in Israel. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't be seen. With it anywhere, no. um, I don't think. I'm okay with wearing it somewhere. I know, part of me is like, Brian might own that sweater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, like, when you get the new sweater, you should take the old sweater. You know how, like, bands, like, break their guitars at the end of the thing? Yeah. Like, you should, like, run out like, rip your sweater at the end. <laughs> I love it. Or you put it, like, like a signed jersey. You put it up in your... Uh, in your, your oh, yeah. that'd be perfect. Yeah, so your it. own signed jersey yeah. in your dressing room. That's a great idea. Sarah, really Sarah if you're listening to this, let's, let's go. <laughs> Um, but Kevin and I have seen something this week. We did. And oh it's God. truly one of the greatest things I've ever seen in New York City. <laughs> we did not expect this to happen, but Brian and I got to go to like a fun industry night at the Gazillion, Gazillion Bubble, Bubble Show. <laughs> so we've, I have seen ads about this show since I moved to New York City. Oh, yeah. I have Probably obviously before. thought I knew what it was, but like... You think you know, you but think you, you know, don't. You think you know, but you don't. There are Gazillion um, Bubbles. So, so I think there were about a gazillion bubbles. There, there literally were a gazillion, and like at one point they're coming so fast in the audience that like I was glad I was wearing my glasses because they were like literally just popping all over your face. Did it you was need just... windshield wipers on your face? <laughs> it yeah. was really intense. But it was cool. The guy who did it is amazing. Like he just gets on stage and it's like forty-five to fifty minutes of just like him doing amazing tricks with bubbles. And even better than like his bubble tricks were <laughs> how much the kids were truly enjoying oh it around God. us. It was like you gave By every kids, child mean crack. Like I mean, they Kevin. were all just like, bubbles! <laughs> yes. Like they were shaking and all the parents had that look on their face. Should I take, like, my, should I take my kids? To you should take it. Yeah. Because so all fun. of the parents had that look on their face of like, I did good today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, was like, it was like that post-Christmas morning the kids are just like so happy and you're just like, I nailed it. Like I nailed it, they're gonna nap today. I, I honestly am gonna take my kids. This it's, oh my great. god, it was so, so fun. fun! And so it, there's there's two bubble artists, as they call them. It's a brother and sister team, and they rotate shows. And their understudy is their mother. Wait, so, really? Yes, we asked that because, question. Yes, because uh, the father was like one of the original bubble artists. A bubble he started tier? in Serbia, and they were doing all this stuff. And so then when they had kids. He trained his two children to be bubble artists. I think bubble apprentices. <laughs> they were bubble apprentices. Um, is it the bubble- same team bubble- as Slava's Snow Show? Bubbleists? I think they're bubbleists. Hmm? Bubbleists. It, it, it was incredible. And I think my favorite thing that happened was in the middle, or like the first five minutes, like the first, six, <laughs> like everything's going crazy. And Brian are like, this is ridiculous. All these kids are freaking out. This one child, like 10 rows behind us, yells, is he just going to do bubbles? <laughs> 
<laughs> we were all like, oh, that one parent is like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look yeah, at your program. Yeah, <laughs> we're oh the god. gazillion bubble show. Oh my gosh! And you've only seen at that point you've seen like two hundred, so you're like, oh god, there's so much more to come. <laughs> and it, it ends with a laser light show. It's yeah. like so with bubbles. No, it did combine. <laughs> At, at the end, the end. Yeah. bubbles were just shooting in your face. Oh my god, my my, my kids will go crazy. So, I gotta go. Yeah. Two thumbs up for oh the gazillion god. bubbles. Oh my god, show. it was so much fun. And Brian and I got a picture. They they do this thing where you can get a picture of uh, you in a bubble, and so you have to stand in like a kid like a kiddie pool full of bubbles, and they have like a hula hoop thing around you. They lift in the air, and it like basically makes a bubble around you. Oh so if god. you want to see me and Brian's beautiful bubble pictures, check out our Instagram. It's on all of our Instagrams because <laughs> I can't get enough. It's also there. I'm going to show you now. It's also, I have created their faces from that picture as my contact pictures for you guys. I don't know if I told you that. We basically took like a, a like a warped prom picture inside a bubble. Oh my God. Like it was it's the like, best thing that's ever happened. But What is that? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad this is a podcast. Because I know. You had some visual oh that I can't um, And they gave you forget. champagne. Yeah, you'll never unsee that. <laughs> oh yeah, we got champagne bubbles beforehand. It was oh, great. So it was so fun. Go see the bubble show. At the New World Stages. But, um, oh my goodness. And something we, completely different. Kevin yeah. and I saw the band's visit. Yeah. With no bubbles at all. Yeah, we cut the bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> and the falling chandelier. We have none of those. Oh, uh, <laughs> no laser sorry. light show. That's okay. What kind of laser Broadway. light show? Well, there's some... There, well, there's some disco action. There's a disco there's, ball. Yeah, there's a roller rink. Yeah. That was yeah. very exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about the most Discotech. exciting thing there is in that town. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, of all the clubs this town chose, they chose a roller rink. I know. It's so... I love that so much. I was into part. it, though. <laughs> so let's let's talk about the band's visit. Okay. Um... Okay. What? I don't know. It just seems like the right thing to talk about. It seemed like, seemed like the right transition. Um, I guess, from your point of view, you've been with the show since almost the beginning? or For about a year and a half, I did a, a, a workshop the summer before last mm-hmm. at the Atlantic Theater. Right. We did it off-Broadway, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then we're here on Broadway now. No, uh, you have... I mean, you, you sing one of the songs in the show. Yeah, yeah. What is it like for you to have taken a brand new song... From scratch, making it your own, creating this character in this world. What was it like for you to kind of bring that to life and it's make great, it yours? It's, it's crazy because you know musical theater really isn't hasn't been my thing. I'm not done, haven't done a lot of musicals, mm-hmm. know a lot of singing, so it's a whole other beast. It's it's terrifying. It's also yeah. exciting because it's new for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as an actor, you're sort of used to like when things get loose or something goes a little different than you're used to. You deal with it, it's fine, it's dialogue. And um, <laughs> a song is different because <laughs> there's a whole band there. Yeah. Um, so um, you know, it's not a lot, you know, you, you really, either the note is right or it's not. Right. And so there's that whole different vibe, and which I found really challenging. And um, I worked very hard on, on singing uh, for the last year and a half. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it's very exciting, you know, it's very exciting. It's a whole different thing. And I guess. I guess we're really lucky because David Cromer, our director, uh-huh. who was brilliant, uh, just just pushed us all in this place where the music is coming from a very organic place. Like, mm. I feel like when I start singing, when other people start singing, it's really comes straight out of the scene that had just preceded it. And yeah. Because sometimes with musicals, you get this, you know, something, we're going to talk now, and blah, and yeah, then... Yeah. Let me tell you this song. Listen, there's a place for that. I'm not putting that down. Oh, no, no. This is a different kind of thing. For sure. And it felt right. That 
felt great to yeah. have that. Do you? Um, oh, let's talk about your character. Where did that come from? Avram is the. <laughs> he's a. Uh, He's a musician in this really crappy town in the middle of the Negev Desert yeah. called Betatik. I like to say he's the third most famous violinist in Betatik. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, does, he does weddings. He does bar mitzvahs. Yeah. And, uh, and um, you know, like, uh, he's, I'm a widower, and, uh, and which is a different than the movie that the, the musical was based mm-hmm. on. In the movie, the, my wife was alive, killed her off, for the musical, mm-hmm. so there's something to sing about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, um, and so we did, and uh, and I, I love this guy because he sort of sets the scene for the whole musical, I think. I mean, you saw it, but maybe you disagree, but sort of sets the scene about um, the themes of the, of the show, which is really how do we connect mm-hmm. these different cultures. Uh, we connect through music. We connect through love. Jokes, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I kind of set the table there a little bit. Yeah, um, at a table. At a table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, recalling the the love of my life and hope, hoping that it inspires people who are having trouble to, you know, examine theirs. I do think it was beautiful how, like, before that, it was a bunch of like people on different sides. Right. Um, and at that table is really the first time that you kind of start to see these characters starting to intermingle and realize right. like through music they can connect. Right. And that was that was really beautiful to see. Yeah. I, 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 Especially in a musical. In a musical, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Because it's a musical. Yeah. We're doing music here. In a way that's not sentimental and overly, I think, sweet and real. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 you throw, it's funny because you take, uh, these are Egyptians and Israelis and just hearing that makes you think about politics. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, the show steers clear of it. And Completely clear. Of politics. Yes. Have you, have you been to Israel before? I, I, many times because I'm married to an Israeli. Oh. In fact, my wife, Zoe, uh, Zohar, mm-hmm. is, is the Israeli dialect coach on the show. Oh, really? So I'm oh. living with the dialect coach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's... So you're like, you're nice. She's like, hold on, I have a note session. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Some of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, uh, in addition to being... She's so lovely and wonderful, but also her family I've gotten to know very well, and uh-huh. they definitely influenced how I how I approached. I'm sure creating this guy, and I yeah. learned a lot about Israeli culture and Israeli just social mores, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really helped me. You know that there's a there's definite culture shock between uh, Americans and like oh absolutely you've been there, yes I've been to Israel so it's I there it's you know. I love them because there's no, there's like no filter. There seems like there's sometimes no filter. They're very direct people. Yeah. You know where you stand with them. But if you're not used to that, it can be really, it can really be shocking. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I land in Ben Gurion Airport. Yeah. And, you know, my relatives or friends would say, you, mm-hmm. know, you look sad. Yeah. Why? <laughs> you're balder than before. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I lost it all on the plane. What a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> Good to see you. Yeah. So that step of just get skipped, you just go yeah. right to it. And, mm-hmm. You know, there's something really great about that. Oh yeah, I love it. But I use that. I think I try to use that in, mm-hmm. in the show. Yeah, and I think that comes across with a lot of the characters in the show. And oh that's, yeah, because you have these people that are very direct, and then the Egyptians are almost a little more sentimental. 
almost yeah. courtly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, courtly is a good word. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit also like reserved and held back. Right. And the yeah. are like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you said that you haven't done a lot like musicals and a whole lot of singing in your career. I haven't. Was it something that you had decided to kind of like try to reach out for and start to do, or is it like this project specifically? I did one musical in New York before. And that's it. And uh, I had started to take some singing lessons because it was something I wanted to sort of be competent at. Um, but um, it was funny how this happened. I, uh, I was asked to do, a, they rewrote the book of the musical. Um, but I didn't know it was a musical. They just, the Atlantic Theater asked me and a bunch of other people who had done some TV and stuff to uh-huh. just sit in a room with David Cromer, David Yazbek, and Edamar Moses and hear this new book. I didn't know, I didn't even know it was a musical, mm. honestly. I, I knew David Cromer, and mm-hmm. I love him, you know, big ins- inspiration for why I wanted to do it. And I sat there, and then the, David Yazbek was there during this reading, and every time a song would come along, he'd hit the play button on his, on his, on his boombox and <laughs> do a demo. Of his, I'm like, oh, wow, this is a musical, okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Well, they're a great way to find out that you're reading a musical. That's how I found out. And like, this is your song, play. I'm like, oh, very nice. And then, as that, so that finished, and um, as I'm leaving the room, um, they said, what have you been up to? And I said, House of Cars, blah, blah, blah. And they said, do you sing? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> sure. Happy <laughs> birthday. <laughs> and so... Um, you know, smash cut to four auditions later, and mm-hmm. I'm like singing and playing the cello, and which I do play the cello. And uh, you already had played the cello. I, I play the cello. Okay. Um, I play the cello because I think there may have been an idea that Avram would play the cello or maybe the violin. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I I played the cello. I was actually during one of my auditions. I played the cello for David Yazbek. Whoa! And, wow. and, um, no pressure. And I'm like. Feeling pretty good, actually, about my cello playing. I did a nice Vivaldi piece. I think I did. Oh, wow, okay. And um, I finished it, and I look at David Yazbek, and I'm like, do you want to hear something else? And he went, no. (laughs) (laughs) What I didn't know was he's a cellist on top of everything else he does brilliantly. Lovely. He's so... (laughs) Of course. Of course that's his instrument. In all those auditions, they sent me in for an hour-long session with the musical director, Andrea Grody. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, they were literally kicking the tires, and now they're like, oh, seems good, you know. <laughs> well, I like, I wish they'd stop kicking me, but... <laughs> um, but it, and so it worked out. Yeah, that's so, how it happened. Cool. So awesome. speaking of musicals in general, do you have a favorite musical? Or a favorite play? Oh, God. Um, I do. I mean, I have... I, I mean, I love so many things. I, I, I saw... Uh, recently, I guess my recent, most recent favorite musical I saw was Fun Home. I really, mm. yes. yeah, so I just loved it so much. Another and, perfect example of a show where it doesn't feel like scene song; yeah. it feels continuous. There's so much about that show that I love. Yeah. Um, um, and plays. I mean, we can we could talk about play. You know, I, I ran a theater company that for many years that mm-hmm. developed new plays. Blah the blah blah. Cape Cod Theater Project, exactly. right? Yeah. But uh, you know, um, God, I, I'm recently. Fallen in love with Pinter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was I was lucky enough to recently do uh, the Homecoming, and now I'm I'm like I'm hankering to do the Birthday Party. I don't know if you know. This ju- he's just Pinter. Oh, I know the Birthday Party. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pinter. I just doing Pinter. Something about Pinter. Yeah. He it's it's mystical. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it, there's something like you as an actor. If you can do 
you're taught, actors are taught to, you play one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm playing this motivation, this one thing, and then we go on to the next thing. And somehow with Pinter, you can play a lot of things at once and it works. He's mm-hmm. kind of a genius. Anyway, that's my latest. Yeah, that's amazing. Was there, is there a show that um, you saw and had an experience? It may not be your favorite show, but you walked out of that theater like, whoa. Yeah, well, many times. You know, I, I can count on my hands. Like, I saw Dear Evan Hansen, and I, I sorry, I, I love, I loved the show, but I, I was blown like everyone else was by Ben Platt. Mm-hmm. I, I just, oh, yeah. I kind of felt like everyone needed to see that performance because yeah. it, it was, it felt like something super legendary was happening. Yeah. Um, we always, we always talk about his note card drop. <laughs> how it's like one of the greatest things I've ever seen an actor do on stage. Right before you will be found. Because it's just so natural when he drops all those. It doesn't feel like a forced actor move. It like, it really felt like that action was coming from the way he was feeling. It was crazy. It was annoying because I was like, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that makes no, we get it. No, it was we get annoying. It. I'm like, who is this kid? He sings like an angel, acts like Brando. Yeah. Who is this guy? He's yeah. amazing. So, you know, it's, uh, but I remember like, I don't know if you ever saw The Pillow Man. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember watching The Pillow Man. I'm like, I'm thinking, is this, am I on Broadway? Yeah. Someone had the balls to put this on Broadway? This mm-hmm. is freaking me out. Oh, that was... and, and, and I love that experience. And I think maybe my, I think maybe my favorite was Amadeus, seeing Amadeus oh, many, wow. many, many years ago. That also, I had, I had a really great experience. I remember towards the end of it, Salieri turns to the audience. Mm-hmm. This is what you don't get in the movie. Right. And he turns to the audience and goes, mediocrities everywhere. I absolve you all. And I remember hearing from a thousand people, oh, no! <laughs> everyone just realizing at the same time how, you know, they've spent three hours with Mozart. Mm-hmm. And they get it. They get that compared to that, they're mediocre and they get why this poor guy just was driven mad. Yeah. I oh. love that. I just, it just sends chills just thinking so about good. it. His, play, his plays are amazing. Peter Schaffer. Schaffer. Yeah. Schaffer. Peter Schaffer, yeah. Amazing. Uh, he does, what's the, he, he wrote that farce. Um, he wrote Equus. He wrote Equus, but he wrote an awesome farce. Equus. Oh, yeah. And I love the fact that they call Amadeus Amadeus because Amadeus in Latin means loved by God. Really? Yeah. Oh. He could have called it Mozart, but he called it Amadeus. Yeah. Because it's what that's the theme of it, right? Wow, yeah, yeah, that's that's be- I didn't know that that's what that that drove him crazy. So that a bratty it's, little guy it's called black stuff. comedy. Oh, yeah, black comedy, and that's so right. Every Lynn Redgrave was in the original production, Michael Crawford, Geraldine Page, and wow. it was like it's like this, it's a farce, but every but then the lights go out, but you're watching the show start in darkness, and then the, everyone's like, wait, the lights went out, and then the lights come on, so mm-hmm. you're seeing everyone like walk around not knowing where they're going. <laughs> it's so, and then like you see people like, well, someone's cheating on someone, and like they're in the room, but you can see all three of them in the room, but you like but they, they can't, can't see each other. other. Let's do the show, it's so yeah, let's good. Let's do it. I want to do We're on a show. podcast, so let's yeah. do the same yeah. thing. Um, Coming I'm, next season. <laughs> <laughs> Black comedy. Um, um, cool, let's play a game. Yeah. Oh, okay. I made up a silly one. Good. I don't like serious games. <laughs> Wait, I just I learned about this should. new app. Uh, well, it's not probably not new, but a game called Farkle. It's like a dice game. You play with two players. It's a great train um, game. I'm not to be trusted with the game. Oh, okay. Because we, I, I will just always do that game. Mm-hmm, me too. Do mm-hmm. It's a problem. Oh, Peggle, yeah. have you played Peggle? 
No. Then don't. don't. Then don't. <laughs> I used to like mist. And now I'm into this thing called, I'm sure I'm late to the party, but The Room, have you seen this thing called no. The Room? No, what's that? It's like these, this mystical puzzle game that sucks you oh, into like the, puzzles. it's a little scary, and, but lots of puzzles. Oh, I love um, puzzles. Why am I plugging The Room? I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is sponsored I'm, by The Room. Why am I doing that right now? Um, and I love, um, what's the other, um, I just oh, the New York Times crossword puzzle oh, app forget it. is yeah, forget my, it. is Oh, I should just do that because I like words. The yeah, minis are I, so I awesome. play word games. I love, I love the crossword puzzle. Me too. Oh, so much fun. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Have you ever played the drinking game 21? Yes. Okay. So I've recreated that for us. Great. And I'm just calling it the downbeat. Oh. Because oh. musical. Because musical. Because I say yeah, love starts on the downbeat. Down yeah. Great. So basically, we're going to count to eight instead of 21 for brevity and musicality's sake. Okay. Oh. So we're going to count to eight in a circle. Whoever says eight gets to make a rule for the next round of counting and the rule will start on the next downbeat and so basically like you make a rule for a number like five is now quack right and so then when you're counting whoever is five just quacks great um except one number gets to stay the same the whole time okay who decides that on the count of three everyone say what number they want to stay the same okay. ready one two three seven four. i heard six seven four what did four. you say seven Seven? Four? four? Yeah. I said four. Let's so say four. Four. Okay. okay. There you go. So four is always the same. Okay. And then we play until so nothing but four is correct. And so basically, if you get to eight, you make a new rule. But if you mess up, then it starts again from the top. Oh, okay. Got it. But like the next person starts. So that we're all doing different numbers. Yeah, so right. that we're not all just counting to like saying right, the same right, number. Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. That'll become clear as we go, right? Because yes. yes. <laughs> okay, Kevin, go. So does Kevin make a rule now? No, just Kevin starts. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, so now you make a rule. Oh, because it ended on me? Yes. Oh. Okay. Um, the number three mm-hmm. has to be a farting sound. Cool. Okay. Great. And okay. now Brian starts counting. Because you skipped Kevin. started before. Right, so we're off by one. Makes yeah. sense. One, <laughs> two, four, five, six, seven, eight. So I make a rule. Mm-hmm. And then Kimberly starts. Yeah. Okay, so the number six has to be a, uh, you have to yell, Patty! Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. One, two, four, five, Patty! Seven, eight. <laughs> Uh, my rule is on one, you have to gurgle like you have mouthwash in your mouth. On one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Did I start one? No, yeah. Uh, okay. Andrew starts. <laughs> Two. Four. Five. Patty. Seven. Eight. Okay. <laughs> 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 um. 
to is like a pig snort. Great. If you will. Okay. Kevin, you start. Four. <laughs> Five. Patty! Six? Oh. oh. oh no. <laughs> so that means you're six. out? It's sweet to start over? No, we start no, from the beginning. No, now we start from one, but like I start with one. Okay. So. Two. Oh. Oh, no. Damn. Oh. <laughs> you start again. <laughs> Four. Five. Patty. Seven. Eight. Yay! Whew. Oh, God. What's left? Five? Five, seven, and eight. Yeah. Okay. So now um, five is seven. No! No. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. Yeah. Thank you. So who starts? You do. Oh, God. Four. Seven. <laughs> Patty! Seven. <Yeah. laughs> hey. right. Now you make up a roll. Uh, the, le- the, the number seven, you have to do uh, with a Russian accent. Okay. 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 <laughs> Four. Seven. Patty! <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Eight. All right, Kevin. That's the okay. worst Russian you, you make the <laughs> Just wait to hear so mine. So you make the eight, and then we have to we get to finish it out. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So eight is now, I love donuts. We <laughs> <laughs> have to say it really passionately. Okay. Okay. So Kimberly, you begin this last round of Down okay, Me. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Four. Seven. Patty. Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. Um hold on. <laughs> oh. Seven. <laughs> I love donuts! <laughs> <laughs> I would love to talk a little bit more about, uh, we started talking about it, but um, the Cape Cod Theater Project, uh-huh. kind of how you started it, what it's like to run a, a, a theater company like that. It's a nightmare. No, it was, <laughs> it's, um, I started, I used to be a member of the, the old Circle Rep Company that started Lanford Wilson and yeah. Paula Vogel started over there and we knew about play development and I'd been going to Cape Cod because my sister lived up there in the summers mm-hmm. and um, I decided to start with my friends from Circle Rep, mm-hmm. um, this play development thing in the summer. And we, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't go to artistic director school. I mm-hmm. just I said, let's just do this. I mean, yeah. there, there were great people, like Amy Ryan was there. Cool. Um, people who were my friends and part of Circle Rep. And we started doing these play readings, uh, stage readings of new plays this one summer, and then it just took off, and it was really popular up mm-hmm. there. And I ran it for 17 years. Wow. Oh, wow. And now Hal Brooks, who's a wonderful director and artistic director, runs it. I don't do it anymore. But they've developed like well over 70 uh, plays that have gone on to Broadway, um, off-Broadway, around the world. Um, what, are, what are you most proud of, of that project? Oh, my God. Um, I think, actually, the one I really am proud of 
there's a play called Almost Maine. Excuse yeah. me. Oh, by John Cariani. Yeah. It's like yeah. the most produced play in high schools or yeah. in, in the country. Yeah, in the yeah. Country, we yeah. developed that play. Oh, really? I found that play. Whoa. Well, John will, and, and John is so generous, he'll tell me, you found that play. But, you know, yeah. I was one of the people that did, and we developed it, and it has gone on to. That's amazing. Yeah, now that's you get one to have of the dinner with him know. every night. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's my son in law, yeah. right? <laughs> Come oh, that's on. so cool. Who believes that? <laughs> I didn't realize that. That's yeah. awesome. That's so, amazing. Yeah. And, and, um, and, but I'm, I'm actually proud of the writers that you may not have heard of mm-hmm. that really use that opportunity to develop plays that otherwise probably wouldn't have been developed. So we feel like it's a really, and you know, it's worth saying again that plays like musicals, like the band's visit, you know, they start somewhere. They start yeah. at places like our place, you yeah. know, not glamorous, but they don't just arrive on Broadway. They they start, they get developed. This the band's visit was developed over seven years, and that's yeah. very typical. Yeah, you know what I mean. And places like ours serve per- that kind yeah. of purpose. That's amazing. So I'm proud of that. Cool. Uh, absolutely. Um, now, speak, going back to Band's Visit, yeah. um, what's the, so we have a segment that we do called Stage Door Stories. Stage Door Stories. Okay. Is, is there a, um, I guess, what's the, what's the stage door like at the Band's Visit? Because of, I don't know, it just seems like it, there's something very special about that show in terms of kind of how elegantly the story is told. Mm-hmm. Um, it, does that, do you find that correlating to the fans at the stage door at all? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I have been really... <laughs> Well, my stage door story, this is my Broadway debut, right, believe yeah. it or not. Right. Um, I remember the first preview, which mm-hmm. we've been sold out since we started, which is like, really, we feel very lucky. Mm-hmm. But that first preview was just packed with people. And I remember leaving for the stage door, and there's like a couple hundred people waiting for your autograph. I, I didn't anticipate that. I didn't expect it. Yeah. And all these people shoving programs in my face. I'm like, I, I don't have a pen. I don't know. <laughs> and I looked him next to my friend Itai, who has been on Broadway several times before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, I don't have a pen. And he reaches into his backpack and he's like, You want one of mine? And he's got like a whole. <laughs> he's like, He's prepared. He was prepared. He's like, Here, buddy, welcome to Broadway. You know? It's like, Oh, I guess I need to. Provide my own pen. I didn't know. These are things I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've also seen where like the doorman opens the door and hands people sharpies. I, yeah, the, the doorman. Think, like, the doorman has sharpies in case. But now, now I have a, I have one in my pocket of every jacket just because. You like a holster? I do. Now I'm like a grizzled veteran. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, let me get that for you. Oh, I imagine you with like the quarters that Steamer has from a <laughs> shopping <Shining Time> station. <laughs> there you go, kid. There you go, kid. Glad you like the show, kid. Have a good day. See? Oh uh, <laughs> I remember when like we had to bring our own pens. <laughs> so uh, that's oh, my, yeah? I guess that's yeah. my story. But, but you know, the other thing that surprised me is, um, Really, the young, how young the audiences are and how mm-hmm. young the theater, the musical enthusiasts are. They're really there every day and mm-hmm. at the stage door and yeah. happy to be seeing this show, which to me is, is quite, can be quite adult in its themes, and, uh, but the, people, the, the younger audiences really seem to love it. Um, do, you, uh, do you remember the first show you saw on Broadway? God, but that will age me. I, I I I don't I think it Wicked, was, Wicked. No, wicked, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, wicked. 
Hamilton. Um, I believe. <laughs> As a 12-year-old. I believe boy. I was like five years old or something. I don't know how old I was. Really inappropriately young, and my parents took me to see Godspell. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember Godspell. That's so cool. On Broadway. Broadway was very special. I, it's always been special. It's like, yeah. 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 Was it like a big trip that you'd all go on? We'd go every year because my grandparents lived here. Oh, okay, okay. I'm from California. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we'd drive in to see the little sliver of New York they wanted me to see. Yeah. Well, Fifth Avenue, and then we'd go to a Broadway show. That's and awesome. I was like, yeah. God, New York is great. I want to go here. <laughs> well, speaking of a New York kind of energy, <clears throat> I think it's time for Kevin's Corner. Uh, Kevin's all right. Corner. So, oh, yeah. welcome to Kevin's Corner, where I'm going to ask you three highly well-researched questions mm. and see what your really important answers are. <laughs> All right. Number one. You're currently appearing in the band's visit on Broadway with fellow performers Katrina Lake and Tony Shalhoub. Mm-hmm. Tony Shalhoub is known for, uh, to many for his iconic role as the title character in the television series Monk, mm. where he solved mysteries. Yes. I personally feel if you need a mystery solved, Angela Lansbury's J.B. Fletcher is by far the greatest detective. Mm. Who is your favorite fictional detective and why? Good question. Oh, well, hmm. I, I do, hmm. Well, I have to think about it, and I haven't had enough sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I could be a company man and say Monk is my favorite, but... I like and I love Monk. Monk is wonderful. Um, I'm really into espionage novels, so I I I, uh, I love. I don't know if you know this author, Alan First. He writes these. I know Alan Second, but Alan okay. First, a little out of my wheelhouse. Brother, yeah, 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 yeah. Alan First uh, is this amazing uh, espionage writer, and he writes all these novels that take only place only take place in like the late 30s in Europe. Whoa. On the eve of World War II, and it's very dark and very romantic. And uh, he writes these detectives. I guess they're all sort of undercover spies that have friend. everything on the line because of what's at stake, what's mm-hmm. about to happen. So I love Alan First. Detectives are my favorite. Perfect. I'm a I'm a Liv Benson kind of guy. Who's that? Olivia Benson from Oh Okay. Special Victims. Harriet, yeah. good one. I, uh, but did you only TV sleuths? No, it could be anybody. I do love I do love Alan Cummings' character, which you're going to see in Instinct Ooh. Uh, on CBS, the show I'm in. Um, wow, what a good plug! I'm going to get better at that. Um, but uh, he's he's really great, and and he is the lead detective and fascinating character. Um, cool. When does that premiere? That premieres mid March. It's it's uh, on CBS, mm-hmm. and he plays this ex CIA operative who teaches at Yale, who's sucked into the NYPD, um, to solve serial murders. Oh my god, I'm totally I'm so in. in. Oh, also, yeah. he's a, an openly gay man. He's married, and it's, I think, the first oh, right. procedural ever that, oh, wow. that features. Oh, I love it. It just yeah. deals with it as you would any relationship. Yeah. He's just a normalized thing, right? Yes. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. amazing. So I like that character a lot, and then you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. Bam! Alright, you ready for number two? Yeah, yeah. You're known to millions of Netflix subscribers for your role in House of Cards, an epic show starring Robin Wright. Uh, Ms. Wright first lit up the silver screen in The Princess Bride, which Disney Theatricals has said is in the works for Broadway sometime in the near future. The future, especially a post-apocalyptic future, (laughs) is a popular setting for many popular films, books, and television series. What post-apocalyptic tale in books, uh, films, or TV would you like to be in the musical adaptation of, and why? (laughs) 
You know, I don't always think about turning things into musicals. Wait, what do you mean? Now you're forcing me to do that. Which is the Eat this donut and Every time they do that every day of their life. I'm pausing. It's a new part of my brain. There's a part of my brain that loves post-apocalyptic tales. I love the Blade Runner. I love the the original Terminator. And I think... Those are post-apocalyptic. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, the most ridiculous post-apocalyptic movie, which could be a good musical, because it could be funny, was it would be Independence Day. Oh, my oh. God. Yes, and that speech at the end is the 11 o'clock number. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I love about that movie? I, I love how when they go into the alien ship, uh-huh. And they connect computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking, what are they? Do they have Windows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What operating system were the It was aliens literally running on MS DOS, and they're like How entering, like, give virus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be a great, like, yeah. 11 o'clock number. Yeah. We have the same operating system. <laughs> yeah. The, the B6 is like, and I'm giving you a virus. Yeah. Virus through the window. Yeah. Oh, well done, and camp. then Ben Platt drops all of his no cards. In <laughs> good camp. Good, I love that. Camp good camp. Or oh, Mars attack. Good choice. All right. All right, I have one last question. Yes, okay. This is the most well-researched. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. You began your career by playing Epstein in the national tour of Neil Simon's Biloxi Blues. Yes, I did. Biloxi Blues is also the first professional acting gig that I landed as a young man, playing Joseph Wachowski and wearing only a white undershirt and white boxer shorts for the majority of the play. Yeah. The reason I remember my costume so vividly is I once performed the role with 101 degree fever because we didn't have understudies and during an intense and emotional scene with Epstein, my fever broke on stage and I started pouring sweat and completely soaked through my undershirt and boxer shorts like I was in a wet t-shirt contest. Wow. <laughs> wet t-shirt contests mostly take place at spring break travel destinations and are quite honestly not my cup of tea but then again I also don't like tea which a lot of people think is weird. Right. What is something you don't like that a lot of people do like, and why don't you like it? Wow. This was a question at Miss America, and I just wanted to let you know. Was yeah. it really? Yeah. They ask it that the same exact way. Question. <laughs> that exact question. They asked Miss Louisiana, um, like, what is something that you don't like that everyone else does that you're not ashamed of? And what did she say? Oh, she, like, tripped over her words and couldn't answer, and then she didn't make it to the next round. Ooh. Um, so, are you going to make it to the next round? I don't know. I, 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 I mean, you're stretching my brain. I, I would I like never make it in the Miss America contest. <laughs> I guess that career path is Jeez. I would watch that movie, though, of you in Miss America. Yeah, I mean... Mr. Congeniality? I guess drag, <laughs> Mr. Congeniality. Maybe drag isn't my thing. Although I do, I have been told I look pretty good in a dress. Oh. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> a sweater dress? Yeah. That or something. You can't see it now, but... <laughs> um, I don't like... Uh, oh. I, I don't like Chinese food. Oh. Interesting. And you live in New York City? And I'm Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> is it, what do you is do it, on Christmas? Um... I, I had to say that's a bonus question because I already asked, but, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I agreed to three questions. <laughs> but I'll, I'll go the extra mile for you guys. Um, what do I do on Christmas? I, I watch movies. Yeah. And uh, we I, I, some, sometimes I, my kids love Chinese food, uh-huh. and I take I take them uh, every other week to this really. 
greasy place in our neighborhood that I hate. And they love it. <laughs> and, and so I have to sit Is that what fatherhood walk. is? Taking your children to these greasy, dirty yeah, places you hate? Fatherhood, that's one good definition of fatherhood. <laughs> Another one is, I guess one definition of fatherhood is also not laughing in their face all day long. <laughs> My sister says that about is being it, a mom because she said it's like you watch these kids like do like falling over stupid right. things and you're like, I can't laugh it, at you. It's a visual, I guess, we're on the podcast, but you know, like it's literally making this face. We're just holding in the laughter so you don't laugh in their face. That's part of the problem. Because they do ridiculous. Like, yeah. My son said, uh, I, I think my son licked a fence. <laughs> he, I'm like, and you say, and then, then the thing you say is, with no sense of humor, don't lick the fence. <laughs> and he says, no, no. Yeah, no, that's bad. Licking fences is bad. Don't oh. do it. Then you have to they're, like, oh, they're like storing it away. So licking fences is bad. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Stuff like that. But all if you laugh, laugh, then they'll keep licking kid. the fence. All these things you're like, like I can't believe I had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> how we get into that? <laughs> from Christmas. From, from Christmas. Oh, father, Christmas. Christmas. Should we play a game? Sure. Yeah. Sure. What game are we playing? We're going to play a waiting game. A waiting game. Good one. You're punny today. I'm punny today because I was listening to the cast album all day. And I was like, I can make a game about waiting. (laughs) Nice. It's basically Slapjack. So. Slapjack? I have. You ever played Slapjack? Maybe not. We'll see. I have in my hand a Lights of Show card deck that's just shows. Okay. What I'm going to do here, why don't you pick one from the deck? These donuts are so good. I love donuts! They're so I good. I love donuts and I love babies. Okay, so what am I looking at? The back? Yeah, so just okay. tell us what it is. Mac and Mabel. Cool. So we have Mac and Mabel is the card that we're all going to wait for. So just put it back in the deck somewhere. And then I'm going to flip over cards one at a time. Okay. Um, my mm-hmm. rule for this is now tricky because hopefully you guys know a song from Mac and Mabel. I do. Okay. <laughs> he wants on roses. Is that Mac and Mabel? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god, I'm gonna fail at this Look game. Look what so happened bad. to Mabel. That's it's, the only one I know. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Movies were movies when you paid a dime. Anyway, Brian knows songs from Mac and Mabel. <laughs> so I'm gonna flip over the cards. I won't stand And then you're just waiting for Mac and Mabel to come up. Okay. Oh, you, right. you, just um, <laughs> you just have to yell Mac and Mabel and then sing part of the songs. Okay. Got if it. you know them or just <clears throat> scream Mac and Mabel a bunch of times. Ready? Sure. If you don't know any songs from Mac and Mabel, you just make it Mabel up. Just, and roses. Uh, just yeah. make it up. Yeah, yeah. We're just saying. Mac and Mabel together again. <laughs> just follow Brian. <laughs> I'll follow Brian. Yeah, yeah that's a good go. idea. Okay, ready? I shuffled it a little bit. Yep. Mac and Mabel, Mabel together again. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, now you pick one. Oh, oh, okay. Book of Mormon. Okay. Ready? Hello, Dolly. Beauty and the Beast. Three of Modern Millie. Man of La Mancha, Hamilton, Buddy Buddy Andrew, How to Succeed, Noises Off, George, oh God, King okay. and I, Mac and Mabel, Sound of Music, Miss Saigon, A Little Night Music, Man of La Mancha again, I Raul forgot. Esparza, um, The Book of Book Oh, yeah, but you're third. Okay. I never saw The Book of Mormon. So good. I hear it's great. It's great. It's still great. I saw it over the summer. Yeah. I don't want to see it. I saw it over the summer. The jokes are tight. Like, they've got it. It's a little bit more risque than the bubble show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I got Fun Home. Okay. Fun Home. Fun Home. Joan. Isn't that one of those? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. That's all I remember. Joan. There you go. (laughs) 
Little Night Music, Man La Mancha, King, King and, and I, I, Man La Mancha, Hamilton. Hamilton, Bloody Bloody, How to Succeed, Succeed Noises, Noises Off, off George. Sunny in the Park with George. Hello, darling. Beauty uh, and something. the Beast. Very much, really. Um, fun home. Fun home. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I see the title and I can only. Yeah, you're always like, welcome to the fun home. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Up your yeah. 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 So the three shows that we had were Book of Mormon, Mac and Mabel, and, and fun, then home. fun Home. Yes. Right. Um, can you each pick one in your mind and that's the one you're waiting for? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Pick, pick one of those three. But in don't say what it is, and then you're gonna yell out when you see it. I'm just gonna, Ready? I'm just gonna think of all three, and whichever one comes first and wins. No, you can't do that. No, that's cheating. <laughs> you're gonna have to be honest. You have to be honest with yourself. Honest you're right. I'm sorry. A lot of these games just end up with me being like, because I thought you'd be a good person. At least I tell you how I can cheat. Okay. Follies. Mackie Mabel. I won't spend roses. All right. So Kevin's there. Jones, Do we have to mash up Hasadiga, Ibawai, Joan, and I won't send roses? <laughs> That'd be intense. You would like to. I went. I won't I send. I won't send roses, Joan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're almost at the end of our episode, no. but we won't. No. Um. But what? I mean, you do the show every night, eight to, eight days a week, eight days a week, week, eight shows a week. Yeah. Um. What does it mean to you? Are you finding new meaning in it every week? Like, wh- wh- what does you this know, show mean to you? It, it it means a lot. I mean, what does it mean to me? It's 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 a marathon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Each we've done now hundred and almost hundred and fifty shows, including previews. Um, and yet, I thought I would. You know, there would be times when I would be like, "Oh, here we go, do this again." It's never been that way. You know, I never felt like that. I, I always get in. A little freaked out for I do a musical number, yeah. Um, and I think that's good. And the audiences are always different, and there's a definitely different energy about uh, doing a musical on Broadway. Yeah, the people are excited about it. Did yeah. the energy shift from the Atlantic to? The energy was crazy at the Atlantic because it was like a big hit down there, and you couldn't get a ticket. Yeah. So it was just like celebrity row every day. Yeah. There was one day when down there we had. Gene Tesori, Candor, Sondheim, um, Gettles, is that his name? Uh, Adam Gettles. Adam Gettles, sorry. Uh, they all came one night. What? Oh, God. Yeah, like, all, I guess they got like the composer memo. Yeah. Oh, it was Hall of Fame Oh, night. my God, they told yeah. me like a, they have, like, a monthly composer club where like, they go out <laughs> so, and do something fun together. Terrifying, you know. Yeah, they <laughs> haze, it was terrifying. They right? haze the ass back. But that was such a small group, a small audience. Here, it's, it's a, just Yeah, a, the Atlantic is... I love the Atlantic. It's 199 yeah. seats. This is yeah. 1100. Yeah. And honestly, it's exciting every night. It really is. I don't ever, I'm not bored. And that's what it means to me. And um, I love how people get the show. Mm. It's a quiet show. It's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's it's about, it's a, it's a musical about loneliness. Mm-hmm. And it's a musical about how we connect to each other and through music. And it's so it's not there's no falling chandeliers. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no. But we but I love how people get it. Yeah. And it's exciting and you to be part of that energy where you feel them getting it. Mm-hmm. They start laughing in the beginning and it's great because there's a lot of humor in the show. And then as it goes on, uh, you're getting to know these people and you can feel the audience sort of investing in it. So it's awesome. That's what that's it awesome. means to me. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Hey, thanks for joining us so much. It's been Thank a blast. You. Thank you, guys. We're so much fun. But we end every episode with a quote. Okay. And today's quote is, I don't give a damn what it's for. 
Every day's my birthday. Every night is my bar mitzvah. What's that from? What is, is that? Um, bar mitzvah. Great, great, great big, big stuff. stuff. Yes. David Yazbek. Yeah. Oh, huh? Exactly. <laughs> Very nice. A Jewish David hey, Yazbek reference in another musical. <laughs> um, anyway... Uh, again, thanks for joining us. Yeah, um, my pleasure. Keep, uh, obviously, go see the band's visit. But uh, as a reminder, go keep a um, an eye out for the Alan Cummings CBS show Instinct, which we heard a little bit about today. Um, and we didn't talk about it, but um, he's in the new Adam Sandler, Chris Rock Netflix movie called The Week of, where Adam Sandler and Chris Rock play um, fathers of the bride and groom um, on the on the separate sides and kind of that you know the week of the wedding and right. the craziness that happens the trailer is out right now but it comes out in April I think that's right yeah yeah so April check that out 27. yeah that's awesome yeah. Um, I'm a big Adam Sandler fan so I'm very excited yeah. Yeah. Was that in the beginning really of funny. wedding season and everything yeah yeah they planned that out pretty nicely <laughs> yeah you had a good time filming you do a lot for Netflix uh, Punisher you're, Marshall. you're in the Marvel Cinematic Universe I got it yeah you are our first Marvel Cinematic Universe sir on the show is that right yeah, yeah. this is so exciting yeah no it was great you know, the the weekend was great. I, it occurred to me sort of half... I filmed it all summer, and halfway through, I realized I'm, I'm in a movie with the funniest people in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, and directed by Robert Smigel, you know who he yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. So it was just like Rachel Dratch and Steve Buscemi were in it, too, mm-hmm. and just the funniest. So you filmed that all summer, and then you came here to be in the Literally Broadway show. Literally the day before... The day, I wrapped, and the next day I started rehearsals. For wow. Got That's lucky insane. there. So yeah, and so it was a, it was a blast. Cool, right. good, great. Netflix has been is yeah. been good. Yeah, Netflix has been good to me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, check those out. Um, again, follow us at Broad Wasted on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, Andrew, you can follow Andrew's page on Facebook and all of his social media. Um, but don't forget, subscribe to us. Five stars, please. Five stars, please. Um, but thanks again. My pleasure. As Thank we end, you guys. Of course, as we end every episode. Zoo-doo-wop-bop. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.